99. That makes you feel you're 96. So you're like a spring chicken. A spring chicken. Compared to Betty White. Yes. Select few that were right. Well, actually, great granny. Just granny. Yeah, granny's the only one with a plate. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm just so proud of Chris. Aren't you? I am. He's just always so happy. He is. Oh, thank you. And your husband, too. He's usually pretty happy. Yes. <laughs> Definitely not always happy. I'm not going to say always. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the, every Sunday when the Lions play. I don't think that affects him one single bit. Really? <laughs> I thought Josh was a Lions fan. Oh, heck no. I have no affiliations to any football at all. Well, I guess I won't be going over my leaderboard. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like football, but I enjoy this. Well, I'll tell you right now, Terry. I um, The Steelers, I don't think the Steelers will make the playoffs this oh, well. year. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> that really doesn't affect me either. Really? Yeah. Even being a Pennsylvania native? I'm just not a just not a big football fan. Break your heart. No, I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I could see Dolly. Dolly, I, if I told, yeah. I'd say Dolly. I don't think the Steelers are gonna make the playoffs this year. Dolly would say, Chris, have you lost your mind? <laughs> <laughs> That's a possibility. <laughs> That was one of her best catchphrases. <laughs> you lost your mind. Oh, honey, just, look at that. Look at that. Look at, oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It is. What a treat. Your oh. husband has got a wonderful gift. He really does. He just like that boy right there. Exactly. They're very <laughs> similar. Wonderful peas in a pod. Well, Granny, it's funny you should say that because uh, your daughter, my mom, Liz, she said to me, Oh, I'm sure Granny will really enjoy celebrating the New Year with her two favorite grandsons. That's and right. I, and I, you know, she did say, and then I replied, Oh, I didn't know that Charlie and Randy were going to be here. <laughs> well played, my friend. Well played. Very cute. <laughs> and Someone then, is really being mean. <laughs> who, me? No. <laughs> well, I'm the, I'm the one who said that Randy and Charlie oh, are your you favorite were, grandsons. You were. Yes. yes. Yeah. But there's not a mean in your butt. Oh, well. I could, yeah, I couldn't imagine Chris being mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll stand up for him on that one. <laughs> did you bring us the meat and cheese, Chris? I did. That was so oh. sweet. Well, Josh uh, said he was bringing the donut, so I didn't want to come in empty-handed. <laughs> <clears throat> so... Today is New Year's Day. It is. Wow. Happy New Year's Day. Happy, Happy New, New Year's. Year's. Mm-hmm. Welcome to 2022. So, uh, we could uh, all come up with a resolution if we'd like. Mm-hmm. That could be fine. Well, I, mine is always like that. I, you know, I uh, this year my New Year's resolution is to get a girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> so, a cop out. I don't know if it's a cop out. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's a, that. Well, he's, he's making a resolution. Well, he's hammering the notes on the door of the 2022 uh, <laughs> year, saying, "This year, mm-hmm. I will have another girlfriend." 
okay, maybe it's not a cop-out. It's, it's a Martin Luther statement, you know, <laughs> okay. nailing on the door. Yeah, he's calling out the hypocrisy of the system that doesn't have a girlfriend with him right now, and mm-hmm. he's putting the rules up. All right. Yeah, those three years at Christ the King Lutheran School really paid off. <laughs> Not yet, had to hammer a note to a door. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, instead of saying the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, we, every day we grabbed a hammer. We, you know. <laughs> oh, I love that visual. Mm. Yeah, got a little violent sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, give a kid a hammer. Mm-hmm. Well, Randy never got caught, though. I was I was not so lucky. I did get caught. <laughs> <laughs> so, Granny, mm-hmm. if 2022... Could have more of one thing in your life. What would you want more of in 2022? Kindness and love for one another. Uh, Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say it better myself. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's what a, a different world. It would be. Yeah. We could start moving in the right direction again. Right. <laughs> the right direction. I love it. It's a good thought. What about you, Terry? Well, I can't beat that. I'm just gonna piggyback on what Granny said. Granny's being piggybacked. Yes. (laughs) Kindness and love. I would have to say generosity and laughter. Mm -hmm. Also good to add to that list. Mm -hmm. I like that. How about you, Josh? Patience. Hmm. I think uh, I would love. I I I wish we all uh, have a little bit more patience this year and just take the time to breathe in between. Hearing or seeing or feeling whatever we heard or saw or felt mm-hmm. and the moments of uh, actual reaction. If we can just add a little bit more time between those two things, I think the world could start finding some more um, forgiveness and, you know, a little bit more understanding of each other. And yeah. I sure do agree with you. That really is. Well, you're, you taught me that a long time ago, Granny, and I uh, I still have to keep on teaching myself and remind myself regularly, but you oh, always have you. taught me pa- patience and to, to take moments between experiencing something and, and then your actual reaction to it. And that was you. Um, it wasn't through transcendental uh, meditation or anything <laughs> like that, but it was through you being who you are and, and wow. allowing me that time to to find that peace and comfort and, and to mm. be present in that. So I, I thank you very much for that, Granny. Oh, I thank very you sweet. for saying that. Very sweet. And I thank you, too, for believing that. Absolutely. Mm, that we do. So, Mr. Chris, what do you have planned on uh, New Year's Day? Uh, Mom and Dad and I and Randy were having a game night at our house. One of the gifts I got for Christmas or mom and dad was the game headbands. Are you oh, guys yeah. familiar headbands? I so, believe we are, yeah. we just talk, so tell me a little bit about it because who were we just talking to? Dad and Debbie. <laughs> was it? They were the ones trying to tell us about it. Oh yeah. Is it like so tell me how it goes because I know I'm familiar with it but I'm not 100%. So you, you do you wear a real headband on your head and it, uh, a headband with a slot for a card mm-hmm. and the card so you grab a card um a non, you don't know what the card is because it's face down. You put the card okay. on your forehead, and whatever it, the card will say a word, and you have to guess. Uh, and your other players, you you ask your uh, opponents. All right, I guess the other players. You ask them uh, what, like yes or no questions to try to figure out. And uh, and there's a timer. So if you get uh, your if you're able to figure out the word uh, in before the time runs out, then you get two points. And then 
if the timer runs out and there's also a hint underneath the word and the per one of the players will read you the hint and then you take another guess if if you get that guess right then you get one point so uh so yeah that's how okay so that's, that's what i thought it was Mm-hmm. Did, were you a fan of the show The Office? <laughs> yes, I am. Does it remind you of that? The Diversity Day episode. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of one day. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? No. So on the second episode so The Office, um, Diversity Day, uh, Michael, he... There's um, a diversity coach who comes into the office, and Michael thinks he's there. Just It's just a general seminar, you know, and he's preparing. Actually, what really happened was Michael did the Chris Rock uh, N-word routine in the yeah. office, and so the diversity coach is kind of like... You know, uh, you know, telling people you can't say the N word stuff, and he, and he gets Michael to sign like a little waiver, you know. So um, Michael is angry that he was kind of ambushed by the diversity coach. So as soon as the diversity coach leaves, he tears up the waiver in front of all the coworkers. He says, "You know what? I'm going to do my own diversity day." And one of the activities that Michael plans is. Uh, they, all the workers, uh, they wear a note card on their head, on their forehead, and it's a race. And <laughs> and much like the game headbands, they go around there trying to guess each other's race. And yeah, it's really clever. It's, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, time. ridiculousness ensues. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I imagine so. Yes, I. But no, I. Uh, I don't know if I ever saw that episode. So. Yeah, it's a. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's it's the second ever episode. Of is the it really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! It is. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, well, actually, here's a little tidbit. So I'm sure you've seen the pilot of mm-hmm. The Office. So that was almost uh, a proto exact prototype of the British Office right. with Ricky Gervais. Right. But then the second episode, that was the the first time where the Office they kind of utilized the, their own writers, gotcha. uh, you know, for the American Office, and they they decided to you know do their own story. Okay, interesting. Was that good? Oh yeah, The Office is a hilarious show, mm. and my mom and dad, Randy. They would watch The Office like seven days a week for a couple of years there. And I didn't really get understand it. I didn't really find it funny for, you know, I, I would just poke my head in at certain scenes, you know. But it wasn't until I think I was in college that I sat down and I watched The Office. And I was like, wow, this is really funny. This is relatable. Yeah, I really don't know what like young kids get out of that show. So I think you kind of have to be an adult to really understand like oh, dealing with coworkers mm-hmm. and weird bosses and stuff like that. Absolutely in relationships and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I, and the thing too, I think um the office one of the reasons why it's had such a legacy is cuz all the racist things, you know, all the sexist things that they say on the show and you think how are they able to get away with this, you know, and and this was it was before the Me Too movement. It was before the you know, you know different the cancel culture. So, well, I think the fact is that um, the people who were doing that, which was mostly Michael, mm-hmm. we, we understand as a jackass, right? You know, yeah. so that's kind of why you get away with it. As he says it, but he doesn't really get away with it because he either gets you know in trouble with corporate or mm-hmm. his you know his yeah, coworkers or exactly right. Come on. 
But yeah, I know he gets um, smacked across the face in that episode right. by Kelly. So oh yeah, he does. He does get slapped <laughs> by Kelly, and, uh, and I liked when the diversity coach when he says, "Are you guys familiar with when Michael did the uh, Chris Rock routine?" And almost everybody in the room raises their hand, <laughs> you know, because Michael made such a big deal about <laughs> right. it, you know. <laughs> I never thought about it, but I guess Michael Scott is the Archie Bunker character of the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, in a weird so. way, because, yeah, he's he's used as a comic foil for that part of our personalities. Okay. He clings on to some, like, old-school, mostly non-threatening, but still unwanted gotcha. statements or actions mm-hmm. of, you know... So I, and, and he's done so in such a way that everybody's like, listen, we love you, but we're going to have to smack you a couple times. Right, you know, yeah. To teach gotcha. So, okay. Just a thought. Um, I, I never thought of that before until you guys were describing um, this particular episode with him. But anyway, I see. So Chris we digress. Is, okay, so, so you're Chris playing games not, today. That was right. where we were at. Yep. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, yep. We're going to be playing headbands. And uh, Mom and Dad, Randy, and I, too, we, we had a lot of fun on Christmas when we play headbands. So we, uh, we're going to do that again today. Awesome. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, I see you've got the NFL playoff board out. Da, da, da. So this is a, a, a pretty much annual event for the Charger yeah. Talks podcast is that we uh, have to find out what's happening in the NFL playoff races. And, you know, I have As no idea right somebody now. who will forget everything in five minutes and another <laughs> person me. who does not. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it's true. It has become an annual tradition ever since, um, well, Brooke got this for me for my... 23rd birthday. Okay, oh, yeah. Right. Yes, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, this is probably the third year now that I've been oh, using this. To and, uh, oh, oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, so what I did is I took out all the teams who, these are the teams I think will make the playoffs. And uh, so we got, uh, uh, well, I'll, for our listeners, I'll say the uh, New England Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Indianapolis Colts, the Tennessee Titans, the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Minnesota Vikings, the Arizona Cardinals. All right, you got a thumbs up with the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I really hope they'll make the play the Super Bowl again. The Los Angeles Rams, Matthew Stafford fans, be aware. <laughs> The uh, Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Okay. So. Well, I just right. say this is Tom Brady's team. Yes. And they're no, the defending right. champions, right? That's right. I but, forgot he was over there now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, equally as hated uh, by <laughs> certain people and equally as loved apparently by other people. But they, he did win the championship and he is... What forty four now? That sounds about right. So, yeah. So, 44. what do um the New England fans think of Tom Brady now that they don't have him now? Do they still love him or do they hate him now? You know, when he um, that's a good question, Terry. So, I was um October third, the day after Shannon's birthday. Um, uh, they it was the matchup at um the Patriots Stadium and um Gillette Stadium and um. So the Buccaneers played the Patriots fans. When Brady came onto the field, almost all the crowd was applauding him. Big applause. And um, 
you know, uh, a lot of respect. Probably, okay. I think even some of the Patriots players were, you know, like clapping okay. you know, and happy to see him. But as soon as Tom Brady came onto the field, then they started booing him. Right, you know. now he's the enemy. Right, yeah. exactly. So it was <laughs> gotcha. res- respect and then, you know. the Makes sense. <laughs> right. Soft hand, hard hand, you know. <laughs> right, soft hand, hard hand, that's right. <laughs> okay, so uh, now are these set in stone? Uh, not really. Um, well, Kai, I just um, for, how many weeks are left in the play or in the regular season? Um, that's a good. Oh, two two more games. Two more two games. More, that's all. Okay. Yeah. So I think the only teams there, because uh, I I kind of lined it up with my own preferences, but the Chiefs are the only team on the AFC that are definitely going to the playoffs. They've already clinched their division too, so that's really good. Okay. Um, and then let's see. The Buccaneers clinched their division. The Packers clinched their division. The Cowboys clinched their, their division. And then right now, um, the Cardinals and the Rams are both. They're definitely going to the playoffs, but they're still fighting it out to see which one will clinch the division. I see. And then like two teams get the bye. Mm-hmm. And then the other teams have to fight out in the first round to get to right. those teams. The wild card, yeah, yeah, that's correct. So I, that's what I did. I, the two teams that, like you said, that get the first round by, I think, will be the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Green Bay Packers. Okay, so that's who, who you're pretty sure are getting the buys. Mm-hmm. So if you had to guess right now, not knowing anything further in the season, mm-hmm. who's your guesses? for uh, the AFC and the NFC champions? Who do you think will ultimately end up in the Super Bowl at this point? The AFC champions, I would have to say the Chiefs, you know, since they, I know this would be their third year in a row, so, you know, that's a, a big prediction there. But um, I just, because to me, the fact that they're the only team, they have the best record in the AFC, and they're the only team so far, out of 16 teams, they're only ones that are, have won their division, and okay. actually, the only one period that's so far uh, clinched the the playoffs. So, um, to me, I think that kind of is. Uh, uh, yeah, I I, th- I could see them going okay. to the Super Bowl. Gotcha. And then, uh, I would say either. Uh, I'm pretty sure it would be either the Buccaneers or the Packers who would uh, go to the Super Bowl for the NFC. And um, I think Tom Brady, uh, he just he just has great luck. You know, he's very skilled, very determined. So, and I know it would be his second year in a row going to the Super Bowl. So, um, and, and Aaron Rodgers is a proven liar. Uh, so, uh, you know, nobody likes a proven liar uh, who won't. Right. Admit, so yeah. So I, I I see what you're saying. You know. Well, I mean, aside from Aaron Rodgers being a liar, he he's very skilled too, and he's mm-hmm. someone he's skilled at lying. Yeah. Skilled at, well, let me. I'll go on to say that uh, during the playoffs, I think that. Um, I don't know what the matches will be, but I I could think that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are the, the only team that would be able to take down the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers they could defeat probably any of the teams in the okay. playoffs. All right, so so you're thinking most likely Chiefs Buccaneers rematch, but possibly a Chiefs uh, Packers match. Right, exactly, and th- and that Super Bowl has happened before too. That was the very first Super Bowl was the 
the Chiefs versus the Packers. Probably not any holdovers on the teams from that Super Bowl to now, but <laughs> well, not currently playing. But I, there's a couple who are still alive. I know uh, Bart Starr. He passed away a couple of years ago, but I think there's a couple of the the Packers who are still alive. I know the Chiefs quarterback. I can't think of his name, but he's still alive. Okay, well, the, fair enough. The first Super Bowl. Well, there we go. Uh, so, in a couple of weeks, we'll have our updates as to uh, what the playoffs have actually matched up to be. Who, um, who is the halftime show? It is a couple of uh, 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 Snoop Dogg is one of them. Uh, I, I want to say Mary J. Blige, but I could be mistaken. Okay. But um, and a couple other uh, singers. Oh, Eminem. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Snoop Dogg, Eminem, mm-hmm. and a couple others. So, so yeah, that'll be an interesting super yeah. uh, halftime show. And I just want to say little tidbit here. There was a Super Bowl. I think it was Super Bowl five in nineteen seventy one or seventy two. It was the uh, the Indiana or excuse me, Baltimore. the Baltimore. Yeah, thank you, Josh. You're right. <laughs> the Baltimore Colts defeated the Dallas Cowboys. However, they there was one cowboy who the so when it, after the Super Bowl when they're you know the, the organization is deciding who to make the the MVP. They said, we think that one of the Cowboys defensive players played better than all the Colts, so we're going to make him the MVP, even though he's from the losing team. So was that the only time that that uh, has ever happened, as the MVP of the Super Bowl was from the opposing team? That's right. The only time. (laughs) And what player was it? I can't remember his name, but... Uh, <laughs> Good tidbit of information, though. Well, thank you, 71? Uh, yep, Super Bowl five. <laughs> Super Bowl five MVP. Miller. According to Yahoo Sports, Miller was named the MVP. No, that's 50. Not... I don't want 50. Super, I want five. Super Bowl V. Um, if you Chuck say... Su- yep. Howley. That's right, Chuck Howley. Yo. All right. <laughs> Good well. to know. So, uh, no, I was going to say, if, if you say Super Bowl V, then your phone will know what you're right. talking about. Roman yeah, that's true. Roman yes. numerals. <laughs> should, I should always use my Roman numerals. It's the only reason we keep num- Roman numerals around is Super Bowl and Rocky. movies. Star Wars. Oh, and Rocky. Oh, maybe, yeah, Rocky. Maybe, yeah mo- Rocky. Like movies. Yeah. Rocky, I, 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 plus Rocky. Right, just movies and Super Bowl is the only reason we have them. Well, yeah, Chuck Holly, he's the only player who ever, from the opposing team, who ever won the Super Bowl. So, you know, I think that's a pretty cool achievement. And he's... He's still alive, too. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I think that's a very fascinating one. To, to be that popular that they would uh, give you the trophy even though the other team won. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's sort of like George W. Bush or Donald Trump, that you know, thinking that, you know, all losing the popular vote but winning the electoral vote. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess kind of like that, yeah. Well, I guess Chuck Holly didn't have to be the president for the next four years, so right. thankfully. So. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah, I'd say you're right. That's not a great frame of reference. But, but at 71, he might have been an okay president. So. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that is the way we should start doing our, our presidential elections now. Is whoever's the MVP of the Super Bowl, just let that be the. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh. We, couldn't get we, we couldn't do it a whole lot worse than lately, so. I always like to joke around um, about the 2000 election. The first question when I die and go to heaven, I'm going to ask God or whoever available. Well, the G, <laughs> let's just say I'll ask God who really won Florida in 2000. <laughs> 
I'm like, like wow, that's the question? Mm-hmm. So many questions in the universe, and that's the one. That's a, well, that's a good one, though. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I appreciate that. I, I, um, I feel that that is a piece of information a lot of us would yeah. like to actually know. Uh, sadly, it wouldn't make any difference at this point. Right, but, yeah. yeah I'm, Al, I'm with you. Al Gore is already retired from politics. So, you know, it's, yeah. yeah. And, uh, although, there, some people think that maybe... Uh, Ralph Nader might have, uh, you know, uh, based on because the the butterfly ballots, they think that maybe mm. the Bush, whoever the 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 counts were voted for Bush, that people were really voting for Ralph Nader. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Ralph Nader was a. It's such a funny thing how he was such an influential dude and did so many good things, but then is kind of remembered as a nut job. I just heard it the other day, and he's just still, you know, so intelligent and so, you know, concerned about... Well, they were interviewing him about um, self-driving vehicles. Yeah. You know, since obviously he's the one that came up with seatbelts and all that kind of stuff, and he was just saying that it's bananas and we should not trust (laughs) any of it for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. So he's like, it's going to be at least a decade before you could see a self-driving car that wasn't going to eventually kill everybody so i take his word for it he knows what he's talking about yeah and, and it's just so funny how we like he's just remembered as being kind of a nutshell well, like, that, yeah <laughs> that was propaganda from the car manufacturers oh no doubt yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's amazing it's the same way as like you know like uh, uh carter how yeah you know everybody just thinks of him as this bumbling idiot or whatever right. he's like one of the smartest dudes and mm-hmm. one, one of the, the best most people. philanthropic right. dudes that uh, have walked the earth in a long absolutely. time absolutely great Christian um, yep. he's but yeah these propaganda machines that uh, paint people in such a way that you just never can see them different I mean even Ross Perot Chris and I have talked this one in right. depth but you uh-huh. know the Ross Perot thing whether he would ever have been a good humanitarian or not doesn't matter the truth is that that particular time he was crowing about something economically that mm-hmm. our country needed to hear about and, and right. all we could see was big years and Dana Carvey making fun of all <laughs> <laughs> Dana Carvey. It's, it's weird how we do that and again maybe it comes back to that wish for some more patience to, to sit and actually listen to people but um, but I digress Oh, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say, but back about the Super Bowl, uh, do you guys want to have another Super Bowl part podcast? We should. We definitely no. should. Yeah. When is the Super Bowl? February 15th. Sunday. Oh, it's late this year, it seems or like. 13th. 13th. Yeah, because it's usually seems late. It's like usually the beginning of February. Yeah. Okay, well, and, it's uh, a date. Well, I know we'll because it, I already request a work off for that day. So, uh, <laughs> yep, February 13th. <laughs> All right, it sounds like it's a date. We'll do a, we'll do a Super Bowl morning. We'll see if we can rattle uh, Patrick, Patrick out of bed. Uh, oh yeah, because he has has to be part of that tradition. Oh yeah, we had a lot of fun that last time. Remember that uh, I had my laptop and we were watching all the Super Bowl commercials. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Puppy Bowl. Yeah, that was a fan, fantastic one. Oh yeah, yeah. And well, they there's one commercial now. It was that particular Super Bowl in 2020. Did you guys see the the Jeep uh, Groundhog Day commercial with Bill Murray? I don't think so. Oh, I will have to show you that one. Okay. Okay. It's a uh, a Jeep commercial uh, parody of Groundhog Day. Oh, okay. And it has Bill Murray uh, and uh, some of the other actors from Groundhog Day. Okay, I don't know if I've seen that. Okay, I'm, I'm sure I have not. Well, you guys have seen the movie Groundhog mm-hmm. Day, right? Yep. I figured. So, Chris, we were thinking today. Um, 
of a question, so I want to throw this by you. Mm-hmm. Do you know the lyrics to Old Lang Syne? <laughs> Should all the acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should all the acquaintance be forgot in days of Old Lang Syne? All right. That's all I know. Okay, so you know the first verse. That's yeah. Right. I, I think that's all anybody knows. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And I agree, Granny. We should have that. <laughs> I apologize. I didn't mean to squash your no, Very good. I, I think it's funny that, like, this is one of those songs that um, younger generations are not actually going to know lyrics from. They're just right. going to know the melody of it playing in the background of modern Christmas movies. Uh-huh. But you're, you're kind of a buff for old stuff. So. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, older music, but also I could sing you the lyrics for New York, New York. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know that's another good uh, New Year's Eve song. New Year's Day. So I, I wonder how this became the the New Year's Eve song. Mm-hmm. The Old Lang Syne? Yeah. Because it was from oldie times. It's like, forget, you know, let's get together and forget old transgressions and start over. Okay. That's what it means. So that's why. So um, so when do you think it was written? Uh, I would have to say probably in the 1800s. That's what it feels like, 1800s. <laughs> it's actually 1700s is what wow. they're saying. Oh, wow. Okay. wow. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, 18th century Scots. Hmm. So, so you mean as in Scotland? Scotland, yeah, okay. Scottish people in England. So, yeah, so yeah. people brought that here as well. And, you know, like we said, it used to be something everyone sang together in the town square or uh-huh. whatever. 1711 printing by James Watson reveals the radical nature of the question very clearly. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the opening of his uh, printing was Should Old Acquaintances Be Forgotten or Be Forgot and Thought Upon. So, okay, so this was like. Also, a lyrical pattern before it kind of got stolen into the actual song. So, okay. The um, people trying to sing Old Lang Syne, you know, because nobody knows the lyrics, everyone's just mumbling it, like you said. It reminds me of um, so the very last scene in It's a Wonderful Life, they're singing that song. Yes. Okay. And little Zuzu, they're holding her and she's trying to sing and she's just like, like she's everyone. Yeah, trying to sing that song, right? Just like blah blah blah. I don't know if she was meowing it. <laughs> well, I feel meowing it is the, the proper way to. Yes. To... If you were in a crowd and you were doing that, nobody would notice. They would just think you were singing. Yes. <laughs> just, you know, they probably think I'd had a, a little bit too much of this. Yeah, a little, a little too much <laughs> champagne. Yeah. I've been uh, visited by the spirits of New the Year's Eve. Past, present, and future. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So do you, Chris, do you follow any New Year's Day tradition or New Year's Eve tradition at this point? Mm, not really traditions. Um, <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, no, I don't think so, really. Um I, but I do think that New Year's Day, you should spend New Year's Day with your family. I think that's a special thing. Okay. So, like, do you, with your family, do you guys have anything that you do on New Year's Day? Do you guys watch, like, bowl games together? Do you have a certain cuisine that you eat? We used to watch, Dad and I used to watch the, the Rose Bowl, uh, but... Um, 
it seems like a lot of game game days we have a, a lot of, uh we play games a lot on new year's day that's so, good mm-hmm. okay. so, but we're doing that today <laughs> so um have you guys have you ever heard of people doing pork and sauerkraut as a new year's day thing I think I yeah I've, I mean we've never done sauerkraut and pork but I yeah that that sounds familiar. <laughs> well, apparently it's a, a Pennsylvania and Ohio thing, mm-hmm. uh, but um, <laughs> Terry's mom would would do that. Oh, every my single, whole family would yeah. do it. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah um, but even when Terry's mom lived here for all that time, she would that was one of her traditions was mm-hmm. making yes, the, the pork and sauerkraut every New Year's Day. Oh, yeah, I talked hillbillies, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, apparently hillbillies did black eyed peas. black eyed peas. Yeah, that was at least according to the internet. Right, that was know. another luck thing. But we, so I talked to my dad this morning, and he said they their pork and sauerkraut right at midnight yesterday and went to bed. I was like, man. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> yeah, that's a seems like a recipe for disaster, but allegedly it's good luck, you know. Yeah, get you as prepared for the next year as possible. So. <laughs> Did you, Granny, did you ever have, like, a New Year's Day thing that you did that you remember? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember you ever having, like, a New Year's Day tradition of any sort. Um, you know, I, I to me, I, I feel like it almost felt like any other day if I went over and saw you and hung out and, you know, we sat in a, there and read the Bible or something. You know, I just, like, I don't think I ever felt like there was a, a thing in our family like that. I used That's to work. Yeah, it, I used to always work like at the group home on New Year's Day. Yeah, definitely. My early adulthood, I I would always take that shift. Yep. Uh, because I worked all day. I just took a double. Yeah. Because why not? What are you gonna do like, <laughs> on New Year's Day? Lay around. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So be be hungover and uh, exactly. uh, feed the the clients and. But don't think I escaped the pork and sauerkraut by working a double. There were times I either had to go before or during or whatever <laughs> to get it. I'm quite certain that's true. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I remember the the most memorable uh, New Year's Day of working for me was the Y2K. uh, Oh, yeah. Because I worked midnights at, um, let's see, I I worked, it was New Year's Eve uh, that I worked afternoons into the midnights and then uh, so I completely missed like the the ball drop, other than being at that house. But I watched right. the ball drop like twenty times. Right, exactly. We all did, yeah. For that day, so yeah. I remember that very well because um, my dad was like, he was convinced everything yeah. was going to go crazy. <laughs> so we, I think, is it Australia that's first? I uh, it's I think one just like it was. Chris will know, I bet. Probably, yeah, but it's, it's one of the Asian countries that. Like, okay, you're Asian right. Asian countries. Um, what's the what's the first uh, country to have uh, New Year's? I'm not really sure either. Okay. I, I was thinking it was Australia, but now I'm like, oh, maybe it is like China or something. I mean, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is Chinese New Year, but you know, it's the, but no, honestly, I I wouldn't know. It's a good question. Uh, let me see. I'm uh, Mr. Google's telling me here. Um, <laughs> uh, South. Uh, the islands of Samoa and uh, Kiribati. Well, you were close, okay. Terry, when you and said then, Australia. Uh, and then New Zealand's the next mm-hmm. island. Okay, so oh, it must have been close. New Zealand that when we finally saw that and nothing happened, we were like, all right, let's go on with our lives. <laughs> um, yeah. But I know that we all watched every hour like to see, okay, is anything going to happen yet? And when mm-hmm. we it hit in the United States and we were like, all right, we're all good. 
Yeah, we're talking about Y2K. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Samoa and New Zealand and Australia, so I had a little faux pas during uh, headbands on Christmas Uh-oh. Day. I, so Dad's word was Great Barrier Reef. I thought the Great Barrier Reef was in Jamaica or in, oh. in the, the Caribbean. And, uh, of course, Mom and Dad, they uh, went to Jamaica in 1998. So... Um, Really, they uh, it was a nice vacation from what I hear. But anyways, like oh yeah, they, they brought back souvenirs for Randy and I. Uh, but anyways, um, so one of the questions Dad asked was, have I been to this place? And and uh, Mom and Dad said, or I'm sorry, Mom and Randy said, no, you had. And I said, yes, you have. You you were near the great, the you were near the this place. And then you know once he he got the hint correct, so he he got one point because he knew when they said the hint, he he guessed New Reef or Great Barrier Reef. And I said, oh, well, isn't Great Barrier Reef close to Jamaica? And Dad said, no, it's close to Australia. It's in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so he's yeah. probably confused for a minute. Like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I threw off my dad. <laughs> oh. I, yeah, I made him. He would have gotten two points if it hadn't been oh, for me. Look what you did. Home Alone too, or the first Home Alone. They probably they probably also did it too. I would imagine because uh, that, that had to have been a callback line somewhere. Along oh the sure. Way. Beat that, you little trout sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so, was there any other Terry traditions aside from the pork and sauerkraut? Was there like, well, I guess there's always um, the Twilight Zone tradition. Mm. Your yeah. brother and, uh, and you have done that with Granny a bunch of times. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Twilight sure. Zone. Yeah, I forgot about pork that. Pork and sauerkraut, sleeping and playing games. Enough people were there. I forgot. We also, AMC used to do a Three Stooges marathon on New Year's Eve, oh, okay. so I used to watch that. Okay. Yeah, I forgot I, about that. Yeah, I, I think, like, the few times that I might have been paying attention to New Year's, like, I might have, on New Year's Eve, watched uh, the MTV ball drop or... Mm. Yeah, sure. But really not much. Right. I, I, I can't really remember a whole lot of things in my life. Oh, I remember going to a concert for a New Year's Eve, and mm-hmm. um, my friend got sick. And we had to leave before the oh no to the New Year's Eve part of it. What so, concert was it? It was um, Verve Pipe and um, Tonic, maybe mm. over at the Majestic. Oh, okay, interesting. So, yeah, Verve Pipe had just started playing, and my friends started getting sick. Oh no! <laughs> so we got barely got past Drive You Mild, and I had to drive them home. I would have told them so. to wait in the car. <laughs> Uh, the best New Year's, um, I always had a lot of fun on New Year's when I was a kid. We had a great time because my parents were always gone. They always went out and we had a babysitter. And uh, most of our babysitters, when I think back, they were like 15, mm-hmm. you know, 14, just kids, you know. So yeah. we just had a riot. We would just like make a bunch of food. And at midnight, we would go. <laughs> so this is going to say how old I am. You know, there used to be a thing where you'd call a number and they would tell you what time it was, <laughs> you know. So we would just start calling about 10 minutes beforehand and just leave it off the hook and then, like, <laughs> right when it was going to be we'd like all right and we'd listen to where she was like at the tone the time will be mm-hmm. at 12 a.m like, <laughs> like run around that was our big thing that is really funny. and banging on pots and pans 
<laughs> well, I forgot. I used to watch uh, Dick Clark's uh, New Year's Eve special. Mm-hmm. I my favorite was the year when Dick Clark had a stroke, and they, <laughs> because Regis Philbin filled okay, up. Okay, yep. And I I used to watch uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with my dad, and I I really like Regis Philbin. So so yeah, he uh, <laughs> no Dick Dick Clark is cool, but I, I like Regis okay. better. <laughs> so. Would you be surprised to know that there still is a number in operation that you can call? I would not be surprised. Find out what the time is. It's ran by the U.S. Naval Observatory. Oh. Um, so, yes, there is a phone number. Uh, the, the way I found this out is from our good friends at AARP. Oh, there you go. <laughs> they want to find out what time it is. Yeah. It used to be 472-1212. It is now 202 Seven six two one four zero one. Good to know. And you can find out. The I should have called it last night. So then on on the mornings, um, because my parents would have gone out the night before, they were like, "Do not wake us up." So most of the time, our babysitters would stay the night. So um, they would get up and make us breakfast and tell us to shut up so that we didn't wake <laughs> our parents up. Especially because they would they would bring us hats and noisemakers from whatever party they went to. So of course. We would wake up and be like, yeah. <laughs> We're like, well, you should have left him out. Yeah, that's their fault. Honestly. I remember one I mean, famous. If they didn't lock him up when they came in in the lockbox or something. Right. I, what did they expect? That's like leaving a gun out for a kid. Exactly. So one famous time, our babysitter was making pancakes and they started burning. And the smoke alarm went off, so, you know, you're doing the thing where you're fanning it and everything. And we built this elaborate contraption to cover up the smoke alarm. Now, why we didn't think about taking the battery out, I don't know. We built it out of Tinker Toys and boxes, and we made this big thing went up to the ceiling to put a box over the smoke alarm so that we wouldn't wake our parents up. To put wow. the pancakes. That's awesome. Maybe that was meant to be. Maybe, because it was really fun. <laughs> the, the fact that they didn't wake up when the smoke alarm first went off. I think that they didn't get up. Like, they were just like, whatever. Like, nice parenting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's got to hang. Yeah, leave us alone. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't remember my parents ever having, like, a big New Year's party or anything. Um. I, I, I only remember maybe one or two family get-togethers that would have had, like, your mom, Chris, and, mm-hmm. you know, Rissy and them, you know, Bobby or whatever, all coming over <laughs> to our kitchen, you know, right. when, I, when I was a kid or something. Uh, one time at the First Street House, I remember there being a pretty raucous party where everybody was drinking and... <laughs> and uh, that we started playing the full contact Pictionary. Oh, yeah. And uh, so that was where that was born from, from my from my tradition. Right. It's like with other parties, but like yeah, full contact Pictionary. Aunt Marilyn, I, I, uh, I'll probably have to shout out to being the person who probably instigated this thing to happen. <laughs> that she, sounds about right. She, she was uh, I fun see and crazy that. at oh, those yeah. parties, but uh, from what I remember <laughs> at least. But uh, at one point, it got to the point where the, the rules of the game were you'd have three or four teams and you'd play Pictionary like you would normally, you know, roll the dice and go around the board. But whoever's team uh, got to draw, their drawer uh, was fair game to be thrown paper, uh, ice, different, uh, you know, like soft objects from around the, like you could throw things at them to try to distract them. <laughs> And so what would happen is then the team would have to become a force field around the drawer 
while trying to guess what they're drawing. Like, they're all creating a force field. And then it got violent enough to where Dad had to go get his welding mask on <laughs> so that the drawer was allowed to wear the welding mask. Oh, while my playing. gosh. Are you kidding me? Uh, no, no, I'm not kidding that you at all. That is amazing. Like, and, uh, so... I, so I, that they wouldn't get hit with flying objects? Correct. Okay. Yeah, 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 while you're drawing. And then, like, if you had an all-play... Then you would have four jars who are all open game, but like somebody had to be uh, only guessing, and one person had to be trying to mess with all the other jars, and like it was just really elaborate. <laughs> That's awesome. War game of, uh, oh my of gosh. our family playing together, <laughs> um, and it was something that I I remember observing as a child and just being like, oh that that's kind of fun. So years later, when I started having uh, my my broken toy. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, get-togethers with all the uh, Island of Lost Toys uh, game. Right. <laughs> uh, they would come over my place on Thanksgiving or Christmas because they didn't have other places to go or whatever. And uh, we would start doing the full contact Pictionary as one of our little traditions during that time frame because of that one party. But uh, I, could, I, I don't know if that was a New Year's party. Maybe. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll, give okay. it the, I'll give it that association. Sure. I'll say it was New Year's Eve... Um, 87. Let's, let's call it so, that. So you were observing it. None of the kids were playing it? There was no other kids there that I remember. Oh, because it, oh, it was at your house. It was at I our gotcha. house. Okay. And I think all of my siblings would have been out doing things with their friends. But I mean, none of the cousins. I don't think anybody brought anything. any other kids over. Because so. I was just saying, I could really see the Stroob girls getting into that game, which would have come from their mom. Sure. So, you know sure, what I'm saying? Sure. I could just see that. It would yeah. be hilarious. And, and out of all of our family, as far as I remember growing up, the Stroobs were really the family that played games together. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I'm sure they could speak to that way more than I could, but I remember any time I was over there in an evening time, they were, you know, the Stroobs were always uh, cracking open some game together, doing That's something cool. together. So, yeah. Were you guys ever at any of the um, Aunt Marilyn, Uncle Joe's parties where they would play catchphrase? I was I not so. no so that would be that really weird in between time when oh, when you were you know a kid and yes. growing up with them um, but yeah catchphrase is that one that has a little disc and like mm-hmm. you have a trigger on it right. to switch the word and then like you have to pass the disc around oh, to other people I don't people. think I ever played that yeah, um, it's fun. Dan and Debbie like it. played it for a couple years. We played it here. Oh, we did? Okay, I don't remember. Uh, but it was during that time when Dan and Debbie were hanging out more with Joe and Marilyn. Right. When yeah. they were still living in yeah. town. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they got really big into playing catchers. That would be when Chris was a kid. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. The, go on. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, it was would have been the, the late 2000s, uh, early 2010s. I The last time I remember it was actually at... My mom and dad's house, um, mom and dad had, uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with House Party. Uh, that's the House Party is the website where, like, they, the House Party Corporation will send you free items as a promotion. So they sent uh, mom uh, DiGiorno items, and they encourage you to have a house party. You know, and, uh, <laughs> I remember that being a thing. I never did it, but I remember it. Mm-hmm. So, so, wait, are they... Uh, and I apologize if I get too much of the weeds, but you're, right. talk, you're talking economy here to me. That's uh, all right. Uh, house party. So they were they trying to get you to sell DiGiorno pizzas, or were they just trying to get you to have people come over, eat these DiGiornos, and let them know that it was from DiGiorno as their yeah. way of advertising? The second. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I never heard of this before, but that makes total sense. I, mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. Oh, yeah. It was nice. So your parents actually participated in this. That's correct. They had DiGiorno, Mom and Dad made DiGiorno pizzas, and uh, they had all the, the free... Uh, 
uh, items like necklaces and stuff to, and oven mitts to give out to the, our guests. And it, That's pretty cool. And, that's hilarious. Uh-huh, a swag party. I, we have to look and see if that still exists. Because yeah, if it does, know if if it does. Have to do something like this. <laughs> oh, wow. Just as a, you know, a kitschy thing to do. Yeah. But, um, I'll have my phone. Uh, okay, interesting. So, mm-hmm. so when that was happening and the Stroobs were playing catchphrase, was there one where those uh, crossed together? Yes. Um, well, so, well, I was going to say at the DiGiorno part, we played catchphrase. And uh, and then also Aunt Marilyn and Uncle Joe, they used to have, like, Thanksgiving parties and mm-hmm. they would play catchphrase. So, but here's the funny thing. You'll like to hear this, Josh, because uh-huh. this, this is about your dad. So, I don't really remember this, but I heard a rumor. Uh, <laughs> won't say who said it, but uh, I heard that your dad supposedly would cheat at catchphrase. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Possibly. An allegation uh, has been thrown down. I, I would not be surprised. <laughs> uh, well, so what I heard was the way catchphrase works is, let's say your word is, trying to think of it, a uh, double-decker bus. So your dad, let's say if he got double, double-decker bus, he would get you know people to guess bus, but, and then he would hand off the, to the next person. He'd say, yeah, you got it right. But oh. And then the next person would see it. So, Wait a minute. You didn't get the whole so word. So he was just more like, good enough. Mm-hmm. Half credit. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I can see that happening. Uh, I mean, he is Grandpa's son. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we all know how Grandpa was when it came to playing games. So. <laughs> well, and I just think that... Um, I also heard that, uh, I think it was at one of Aunt Marilyn and Uncle Joe's parties, but I heard that Uncle Joe, when Uncle Joe was explaining uh, how the game works, he said, today we are going to institute the Paul DeLio rule, meaning you have to, instead of pressing the next button, you have to hand the catchphrase over to the next person so they can check to make sure that you you know, you know got the word, that you said uh, the, the whole word that you... Yeah, uh, you got see, people yes. that you uh, the whole world to stop that nonsense. I always love when a rule gets made that has a specific person's name associated <laughs> yes. to it um, in a group of friends. That's oh, always, yeah. that, that, that's a fun part of uh, playing games together. Mm-hmm. Terry and I were watching a documentary the other night about Monopoly, mm-hmm. and it was a relatively interesting. I, I would say uh, it's a little over an hour long. I think it was on uh, Amazon for free or something like that, right. but. Uh, Anyway, we were talking about our childhood and, you know, remembrances of playing Monopoly. And Mm -hmm. I remember uh, always doing whatever I could to avoid playing Monopoly with Grandpa. Uh, Because, like, I I always thought, like, if if I end up playing with Grandpa, he's going to end up cheating and I'm going to get mad. And then he's going to get mad at me and or I'm going to win and he's going to get mad and ground me. So uh, I just got to stay away from playing that game with him. Uh, but did you, uh, Chris, did you have experience playing Monopoly with Grandpa at all, or were you too, too young still? I don't think, it, well, here's what's ironic. Um, so I've heard all the stories you know, about, like, Nicole and Megan and Jenny when they played Monopoly with Grandpa and Granny. But, um, no, I, what's ironic is there was some, uh, I think it was Sunday, so right after church, you know, the family member we were at, Granny and Grandpa. So I remember I went into the cupboard and i took out monopoly and i was getting ready to play my my dad says no chris i don't 
<clears throat> Christopher, I don't think you, you, I don't think Granny and Grandpa want you to play Monopoly right now, and they're about to set the table. And I, ah. you know, and I didn't listen to. You. I was like, no, no, let's play Monopoly. Let's have fun. And then my dad actually asked Grandpa, and he said, Hey, Paul, is it okay if Chris plays Monopoly? And Grandpa said, No, maybe some other time. <laughs> so that's my only experience with Grandpa and Monopoly. Oh, well, there you go. You didn't get to play. You didn't get to play. But I, I do, I really like the story about when Granny and Grandpa played with Nicole and Megan and Jenny. And and uh, Granny was very generous and gave all of her money to uh, the girls so they could defeat Grandpa. My, that's hilarious. That sounds exactly Granny. Yep. Oh, yeah. They, any of, I love any of those stories about the Nicole and Megan and Jenny at, involving uh, Granny and Grandpa. The, the one story about uh, when... Uh, Nicole and Megan were at the park and uh, they were chatting or flirting with boys and he had quotation marks around that flirting <laughs> and, and you know Grandpa should have known that <laughs> Grandpa pulled up in the Jesus mobile yes. awesome that's a great <laughs> and the, story and the, cow, the cow started mooing oh and yeah started clucking that is and amazing started playing the, the animal wheel and the boys were like oh we gotta go yeah <laughs> Well, I, I think the I always like to think that the Jesus Mobile. What if? Because uh, I know you guys were at Katie and Rich's wedding. If I Grant, was not, Josh weren't? was. No, I had to work or out of town. One of those. Anyway, so oh, I was not there. Oh, you're good. Well, I know you were definitely at Bobby and Haley's wedding. Yes, I definitely was there. Yeah, you did a great job of fishing. <laughs> that had its own animal noises. They so did. They were very funny. Chorus of goats. Yeah. A chorus of goats. Uh, no, I um. I always think that if, since it was an outdoor wedding, it, and it, you're right, it could have worked at Bobby and Haley's wedding. But Grandpa, I can just picture Grandpa pulling up in the Jesus Mobile and playing the wedding song. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I can see Grandpa doing that and also saying praise God and oh, praise yeah. Jesus in the yeah. every so often. So yeah, that would have been awesome. It would have been, uh, you know. Well, this is what it was his way of trying to be the Pied Piper, you know, just trying yeah. to bring the kids out. Like, is that an ice cream truck going by? <laughs> oh no, it's going to Jesus. Come on, kids. All I want was a bomb pop. Now, now I'm going to church. Uh, I agree. Grandpa had a lot of fun with the Jesus Mobile, and uh, I, Josh, I really like the story you told about at Grandpa's funeral when you and Kyla were in the Jesus Mobile. Oh yeah, I, that was great time in my life i uh i I, I honestly like i i don't regret um us getting rid of certain things most of the time but the one thing i regret that i didn't keep when i had the opportunity to was uh the cb and uh animal noise uh i can't believe you guys didn't keep the whole thing (laughs) well the the van needed to go you know and uh you you know it all had a museum well, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we could have got somebody to make a museum of Grandpa, I guess we probably yes. would have given it there. But uh, we did have the bu- the bus is downstairs. Uh, you know, oh, that's true. But, yeah. uh, but no, I, I wish I would have snagged that. Uh, just yeah. For future use in like a if Crowdy and I ever record an album or something, I would right. love to have uh, been able to use that for a fun hidden sound in there. But. That's all. Yeah, it's life. My favorite memento I have of Grandpa. Well, actually, one of the only mementos is uh, the smoke pipe. Grandpa's smoke pipe. Oh, okay. Mm, nice. That's a good one. I have yet to use it. I have not smoked a smoke pipe well, yet. It's probably good. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. 
it's probably seen its better days for that usage at least, but uh, well, keeping it around is awesome. Well, the way I see it, my there's a lot of people at Woodhaven Lowe's, young people my age, who vape. And my thinking was, uh, next time, my, my counterpart, Braden, he has an e-cigarette, and he uses his, uh, his he vapes all the time. And I was thinking, uh, I, Braden is about five years younger than me, so next time he pulls out that e-cigarette, I'll pull out my smoke pipe. Hey, younglin, let me oh smoke with you. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. They'd be like, what in the world is happening? It would make a good it. a good photo. It would. Well, and, you know, if we uh, we reconfigure it a little bit, we could turn it into a bubbler, and you could use it like uh, one of those old... <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Like Bart Simpson. Yeah. Like Bart Simpson, yeah. yeah. It wouldn't take much, because all you got to do is run a, a tube in a little reservoir... Uh, <laughs> For the liquid, and you could you could make it into a bubbler here. So you don't have to actually smoke, but you right. can uh, look sophisticated and be funny. So yeah. I got my smoking jacket on. Yeah. Like, That's a red vest. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we have to have imagination and beauty somewhere in our lives. That's you know? true. Come right. up with it yourself. So. There's uh, oh I'm sorry. Terry. No, 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 go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say there's one coworker, um, one of the salespeople at Lowe's. He will actually vape in the store, not in Yikes. front of. Oh yeah, not in front of customers. But I saw him vaping in the warehouse. I saw him vaping in the break room. And and the one time I even I kind of jokingly said that like someone uh, brought up uh, they. He was upset about some customer or whatever, and he was complaining, and he took out, he vaped right in front of all the coworkers. And I said, <laughs> this guy has guts vaping in here. And he shushed me, he's like, shh, I don't want the managers to know. Like, well, you're kind of bringing this on yourself and bringing in the vaping in the break room. It sounds almost like a, like a second class Dr. Seuss story, the great vapor of Lowe's. He's a vaping in the warehouse. He's a vaping. Oh, yes. Vaping in the break room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not a very uh, rebellious song, though. It's It's pretty sad. I I think we can write that one. I think so. Patent pending. (laughs) Copyright pending. Right. Uh, well, guys, let's uh, wrap ourselves up with a prayer and uh, start. I wanted to say one thing real quick. We forgot to make a Johnny. New Year's card for greatest board, so we have to do that. Oh, yes, we got to get that we out. We need right a new away. 2022 card with Johnny Six Toes on it. Yes, yes, we do. I'll, yes. I'll, uh, I'll work on that and get it out today. All right. Because uh, we, yeah, we got to find a good picture of him and of ISIS. Well, we've got plenty of of both of them doing something. This one was so just so we... great with the fact that they were <laughs> lined up per, in, in, in unison together, because that's not very often that we catch them like that. That's true. But, okay. Mm-hmm. Good news. Right. We'll do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mr. Chris, give us our uh, 2022 opening day prayer. Alrighty, you got it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this uh, this new year you've blessed us with, and uh, bless Granny, and let Granny have a great new year, and let Josh and Terry continue to do great with their jobs into 2022, and uh, Lord, please help people to be more patient and loving, and uh, help us all to be better human beings this year. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Beautiful prayer. All right. Absolutely. Beautiful. Three, Yippee. two, one. Glory. <laughs> oh, I love you. I love you, sweet guy. And I love and you, honey. Well, let's get our first picture oh. of the new year. <laughs> first 2022 picture. All right. Let's see. Oh, wait. I'm sorry, Meg. <laughs> Plate's on the ground. <laughs> Looking like a fool with your plate on the ground. <laughs> 
Let's get you up here. And one more time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy, oh, boy. Thank oh you boy. so much for taking the time with us to do oh, this. Absolutely. Thank you for doing that. This is so much fun. It is.